everybody. So, I know there's a game today, so I'll try to have you out by then. I know it's at 4.30. So, last week, Pastor Steve spoke to you all about one word. And before he had you leave, he challenged you to come up with one word to live 2016 by. And if you weren't here last week or if you didn't come up with a word, I extend that challenge to you this week. Because as you're, as you're going to learn today, as you learned last week, and as you're going to continue to hear next week and the week to follow, it takes one step at a time to see the big picture. Pastor Steve's word was renew. My word after praying about it this week was trust. And then he also challenged you after you come up with the word to go on either Bible Gateway, which it's much easier to do it this way, and, and type in trust, and for my example, and every verse that has the word trust will come up. Or you could do it the old school way and just look through the Bible and find verses that contain your word. Now the verse I came up with was that it's a pretty popular one, but God just really kept sticking it in my head. And it was, it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on your not a, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. And like I said, the reason Pastor Steve wanted me to come up with that was because it takes, you know, one step at a time. And today we're going to be talking about your thoughts and the power of, you know, these thoughts that you think are insignificant, that you think it's just another thought, how powerful they are and how they can lead to your destiny and eventually your eternity with God. If you're taking notes this morning, the first fill in the blank is, it's often the small things that no one sees that result in the big things that everyone wants. And, you know, this morning, like I said, we're going to be talking about your thoughts because I, that's where it kind of all starts. Your thoughts lead into your words, which lead into your actions, which lead into your habits, which ultimately your destiny. And what I mean by that is, you know, your life always seems to go towards your strongest thought. And I don't mean that if you think that you're going to win a million dollars or you think you're going to win a new car, that's what's going to happen. What I mean by that is if you think you can't do something, you most likely won't. If you let problems dwell, if you, that's all you worry about is the problems in your life, they're going to overwhelm you. And if you feel that you can't, if you think that you can't overcome sin, you most likely won't. But if you think you can do something, you probably will. If you look for opportunities, you'll, you'll find them. And if you believe that you can overcome sin, you will. Because you know the trust, the hope, and the love in Jesus Christ that you need to have for him dying on the cross for your sins, that you're going to be forgiven, that one day, as I always like to say, this is eternity, that you're going to be with God. If you believe, you know, th this morning, like I said, we're, we're going to talk about how it really is, like I said, just how it starts with your thoughts. And if you were here a couple of weeks ago, I told you about a story that in my life that I really let my past failures get in my way. That I really let my failures dominate my thoughts. And it was really getting in the way of God's plans for me. And it, it took one day that I just realized, God, I need, to t I, let, I need to let you control this. I need to give this over to you because I can't do this myself. I failed so many times that it's just all up to you. 
once I handed it over to God, he showed me the plans he had for me. He showed me what he had in store for me in my life. And I want to try to help you out this morning before we really dig into the power of your thoughts. You'll see if you picked up an outline, and I believe it will be up behind me as well. There's a little survey. We have worried, 1 to 10, peaceful. Then we have negative, 1 to 10, and positive. And then worldly, 1 to 10, eternal. And for each one, I want you to circle or kind of think of where you are on those extremes. So for the first, <clears throat> do you worry all the time? Do you worry about your children, about money, about health, about, the, about your job, about your future? Are you worried about what the Steelers are going to do this afternoon? Or are you secure in God's promises? You trust and you are, you are in full peace of what God has planned for you. You know that God has this under control. For the second, are you negative Nancy? Are you critical of people? You find fault in everyone. You're discontented. You know, you're single. You said, well, only if I get married, I'll be happy. Well, then you got married. And you said, well, only if I have kids, I'd be happy. Then you had kids. And you said, if only they got out of that, you know, moved out of the house because they're driving me crazy, I'd be happy. Then they moved out of the house. And you're like, never mind, I'm lonely. Now I want them back. And then they move back. And you're like, just kidding. I really want them out of the house. Or are you negative that the Steelers are going to lose today? Are you a positive Polly who believes the best in people? Life is sunshine and butterflies, optimistic about the future, and positive that the Steelers will lose. Or the last one, are you worldly with this life? All you're world worried about is material possessions. Do you care more about if the Steelers win today? Yeah, I said today. Than eternal things. Or are you eternal, wanting to give and give to people, to reach out to people, to show them the love of Jesus Christ. You're more worried about what is after this life than right now because you know the ultimate race you're running is to see Jesus one day in eternity. If you circled all tens this morning, that's awesome. You're on the right path. I sure know I, I definitely did not circle all tens. And if you did not, what I have to say to you, say this morning is for you. Your thoughts are who you become. We need to strive for peaceful, positive, and eternal thoughts. And we are so quick to go to the worried, negative, and worldly thoughts because that's how the world trains us. You know, the world trains us to worry about money, to be negative and find fault in everything, and to be focused on worldly things. Paul says in Romans 12, 2, and this is the NLT version, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. What it says here is let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You may be asking yourself, well, Matt, like, those are my thoughts. How do I change them? Well, I'm going to give you two ideas this morning that I, I hope will help you as you strive toward a, a better journey with Jesus. And if, if you haven't started a journey with Jesus, I, I hope something that I said this morning that it'll kind of jumpstart that and so you understand how important your thoughts are. The first is take every thought captive to obey Christ. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, for though we live in the world, we are not carrying on a worldly war. For the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every proud obstacle to the knowledge of God and 
take every thought captive to obey Christ. I think it's interesting because the Greek word for stronghold is akamora. And what akamora means is a prisoner locked by deception. I don't know, you know, for you, but Satan loves to use deception in my life. Satan loves to convince me that I'm a failure, that I can't do it, that I can't change, that I'm that God can't change my life. But what I want to tell you this morning is if you have those thoughts, if you've ever thought in your life, I've messed up too much, you need to take captive of those thoughts, and you need to let them obey Christ and say, I can, I will, I am good enough. God can change me. Parents, I want to take a couple minutes and talk to you. You know, one thing that working with, with youth over the years, I have seen many, many kids come through my ministry, and, and I've talked to many kids, and a recurring theme that I see over and over again is that I have kids say, my parents don't believe that I can do it. My parents think I'm a failure. My parents don't have faith that I'm going to make it. And I, I just want to tell you how important and remind you this morning how important you, your words and your thoughts are to your children. They're as important, if not more important, than your children's own thoughts, what they think of them. And what I mean by that, there is a movie that I really enjoy. It's called The Help. Guys, it's kind of like a chick flick, if you know what I'm talking about. But um, I like chick flicks. So anyways, um, so this this movie called The Help. And it's about this, if you've never seen it, it's about this white woman named uh, Skeeter who writes, who uh, sought help from black women who were hired as maids by wealthy women in the South. And these women would be hired, and they would literally just end up raising the, the children of this family because these women were so worried about what people thought of them, you know, what, what they would do, what they would wear, what, like what they, all they cared about is what people thought of them. And there's this one woman by the name of Abilene Clark, and she was hired as a maid for one of the families. And she, just like all the other women, ended up raising, you know, this girl in the family. Now, this girl was really, like, it was terrible the way her mom treated her. I mean, she would go all day without changing her diaper. She would not give her the time of day. She wouldn't really acknowledge she was there. And Abilene, every day, looked at this girl and said, you was kind, you was smart, you was important. And she would have this girl repeat this every single day. At the end of the movie, uh, Abilene was set up by one of the other women in the, in the community that she stole something from the family she worked for. And she didn't, but this woman didn't like who Abilene was. And as she left, the little girl, she says, she's crying. She goes, no, no, please don't leave. Please don't leave. And Abilene bent down to this little girl and she said, what do I tell you all the time? And that little girl says, you was kind, you was smart, you was important. As parents, we need to be capturing our thoughts and let them obey Christ so that we can convey that to our children. That, you know, if you're conveying to your children that they are a failure, that's what they're going to start to believe. But if you convey like Abilene did, that they're kind, they're smart, important, and most, most of all, loved by you and loved by their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's going to become their thoughts. That's what will become their words. That's what will become their actions which will become their habits and ultimately their destiny.
Now for everybody, again, when you get the thoughts of I am a screw-up, God can never use me, it's not true. You know, I, we've all messed up in this room. We've all messed up to the point of where you think it's unfixable. But by the power of Christ, by the power of the Lamb, by the blood of the Lamb, he has made it possible to conform all things into the, and to conform us into the image of his Son. You can overcome these untrue thoughts by what Christ has done, by taking captive of your thoughts, by letting Jesus work in your life, and letting Jesus show, and letting God show the plans he has for you. So after we take captive our thoughts, we need to think about spiritual things. And Paul writes from prison in Philippians 4, 8, and 9, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. If you ask my, my wife or my brother or my family, if you go up to them and say, hey, what's the coin luck? They're going to laugh at you. Because my brother and I growing up, we, we joked about we always had the coin luck. We said if we had a 99% chance of winning something, we'd lose. And, and John and I just, my brother John and I, we just, everything that happened, oh, makes sense, it's a coin luck. And we lovingly warned both of our spouses before we married them about the coin luck. And we told them, we said, listen, you, this is your time to back out. Once you get that last name of coin, you're done. That is it. It's, it's just all downhill from there. I mean, on top of marrying both of us, you now have to deal with the coin luck. And my brother was the first to get married to his wife, Renee, back in 2007. And we warned her. And on, her, on their honeymoon, Renee got a call that her grandmother passed away. And on their way back from the, for the funeral from their uh, honeymoon, their car broke down. And then about a week later, her grandfather passed away. And all during this, not one time did I ever think, told you, Renee, not one time did I think that. I thought, Renee, this is terrible. And I prayed and, and asked God to give her and her family peace. And I was talking to my brother, and I remember him telling me, he goes, I feel terrible. And I said, why? And he said, because Renee came up to me and said, I thought you were joking about this coin luck. You obviously told me. And obviously, John and I don't believe that. We know that there's no such thing as luck. We know that God uses every event in your life for a reason. And Renee knew that too, but it's just funny that when you start to get these negative thoughts, when you start to think, you know, oh, wow, yeah, I, this is, like, everything around me is bad that happened, that's how your life is going to start to be, you know, it's, it's, it's going to become. And, and one day, right after that, I thought to myself, Matt, if you start thinking negatively, that's what you're going to be. You're going to be this old curmudgeon dude who's sitting on his front porch in a rocker with no shirt on, yelling at the kids, running through his yard. And I remember praying and asking Jesus to change my thoughts and to let me be a person who I needed, he needed me to be. To look for things in my life where Jesus was working and trying to make a difference in my life. I find myself to this day... Satan knows that I have that idea of coin luck in the back of my head. To this day, I still joke around. Oh, that's, that makes sense. If I find myself like that, Satan is going to put me in that stronghold again. And Satan's going to say, you're right, Matt. That is the coin luck. 
you're absolutely right. You messed up again. Look what you did. I need to remember daily to capture my thoughts, to let them obey Christ. And I don't want to think, I don't want you to think I'm telling you this morning because it's so hard to find what God is doing in your life because it's not. I don't want you to think that if you think negatively, your family members are going to start being knocked off one by one. I don't want you to think that. What I'm telling you this, why I'm telling you this is because when you take your eyes off the Savior, when you take your eyes off of Jesus Christ, you are going to start living this life where you look at the negative in everything. Keep your thoughts on Jesus. Last week, I spoke to the youth to the youth about Zacchaeus. And if you're not familiar with Zacchaeus, he was a short dude in the Bible. He was a tax collector. And whenever Jesus came through his town, Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. So he climbed up into a tree, and I'm sure all of you are singing right now, Zacchaeus is a wee little man, because we had to sing that last week as well. And he wanted to see Jesus, and this is the only way he could see him. So when Jesus came through town, obviously you're going to see a guy up in a tree. And Jesus walked up to Zacchaeus, and he said, Zacchaeus, come down right now. I want to come to your house. Zacchaeus got down. He took him to his house, and Zacchaeus told Jesus, he said, just pretty much he said, by the encounter of you today, I have, I have trust, I have hope, and I have faith in you. I'm going to give half of my possessions back to the poor. I cheated all these people out their money. I'm going to give them four times the amount that I cheated them out of. That's what I'm talking about. G Zacchaeus started with this thought of, I want to see Jesus. He acted on that thought, and by because of that little encounter of, with Jesus, he was able to change his life right there. And eventually, his destiny, because he spent an eternity with Jesus Christ. Your thoughts lead to your destiny. Remember that. If you look for spiritual things, you'll find them. If you, he will show you the plans he has for you if you just fix your eyes, your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, lovely, and admirable. Think about these things that are worthy of praise. God will give you peace. You know, some of you this morning might be think, Matt, thinking, Matt, you have no idea what my life is. You have no idea what I've done. You have no idea where I've come from. You are absolutely right. I do not. But God does. God knows what you've done. God, if you put your full, like I keep saying this morning, trust and faith and hope in him, that you know he sent his son Jesus, but by the power of the blood that you are forgiven for these sins, that if you just fix your eyes on him, that you are forgiven. Jesus, God works in our lives in ways we, we can't even imagine. When we are too busy saying, woe is me, and my life is terrible, and God, why do you do this to me? We will never be able to see his plans for us. Let the Holy Spirit fill you and capture your thoughts to obey your Lord and Savior and see the works he has for you. The example that I have for you, I, I came up with it while I was preparing this. And I think it's just another way to convey what I'm trying to tell you this morning. So if you go into a store and you, you have to go in for one thing, for bread, you're going to go in, go right to the bread, get it, and walk out. Pay for it, then walk. If you walk into the store to get diapers, which is pretty much my whole life, you're going to walk in, get the diapers, pay for them, and walk out, right? That's kind of how I think our thoughts are with when it comes to stuff like this. If you are solely focused on Jesus Christ, if you are focused on what Jesus has in, 
Jesus fill the Holy Spirit filling you, what God's plans are for you. If you're focused solely on God and you're focused and you know God's plans for you are to prosper you, to make your life better, that one day in eternity you're going to be able to see your Lord and Savior and you're focused on that. All these negative things are you're going to be pushing them aside saying, I don't care about any of this. Satan, get out of the way. I love my Lord and Savior. That's all I care about. If you are looking at negative things, you're going to be bypassing what God has planned for you. You're going to be focused so solely on those negative things. Just like I said, when you go into a store, you're focused on one thing. Now, you're going to be bypassing other stuff, but you're focused on what you went in there for. If you're focused on those negative things, you're going to be passing what God has planned for you. You're going to be passing God's blessing. You're going to be passing what your Lord and Savior has planned for you. That's what I want you to understand this morning, that I'm not saying it's hard to find what God has for you in your life. It's not. It is right in front of you. Look in the mirror every morning. You are a miracle. God has given you life. He has breathed life into you, and he is telling you to go out, share the love I have shown to you to other people. This morning is all about renewing your mind, about capturing your thoughts and letting them obey Christ to focus on spiritual things. A couple ideas I have for you to make that possible, because believe me, I understand that from the moment you put your feet on the ground out of bed, it's go time. I understand that. I have two kids who are two years old and younger. I understand. But you need to have time with your with God. An idea I have for you is when you do wake up in the morning, instead of checking your Facebook to see how many likes your duck face selfie got, read the Bible. Instead of turning on the TV, read the Bible. Read just, even if you have time for a couple passages, you know, a couple verses, uh, you know, time for a whole chapter, then pray to God. Pray that God shows you the plans he has for you to prosper you through. You know, I, I know a lot of people don't have this, this the same way to work every morning but one thing i i like to do and i call it landmark praying i don't even think it's a real thing but that's what i call it and every morning i go the same way to work and there are certain landmarks on my way to work that i remember that help me remember for certain things to pray for now i understand you may not go the same way to work you may not go the same way to school but i pray that god opens ways for you to get more time with god and and that's for you to pray to God and ask, God, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me intentional time. You know, but by the time I get to work, I have that 15 minutes to really focus in on on Jesus. And by the time I get out of the car, I'm ready to go. You know, instead of listening to Taylor Swift, maybe listen to some worship music. Instead of watching TV, watch a sermon on, on the online or on TV. You can actually get the DVD of this sermon watch it over and over especially if you want help to fall asleep don't fall don't fall into the coin luck don't fall into that woe is me just my luck god why do you do this instead take captive of your thoughts let christ work in you and through you take just break that stronghold that satan has on you and like i said pray say God, show me how you can use me to come closer to you or to help someone who is struggling around me. So what I want to leave you with this morning is another challenge. 
Pastor Steve challenged you last week with a word. I challenge you this week with a thought. For me, this is a thought that I want to ingrain into my head. Like I said, my word was trust. Jesus, let me trust in you. Be still and know that you're God. I pray as you walk out of these doors that you remember that God has plans for you. God has plans for you to prosper you. You just need to take captive of your thoughts. I understand that stuff happens in your life that you want to say, ask God, why did you do this? Instead, pray to Jesus and say, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Show me where you want me to use these experiences that you've given me. Let's pray. God, we just come to you this morning in prayer. I thank you for bringing us here this morning for this day that we can come and worship you. This is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I pray as we walk out of these doors, like I said, that we are ready to show people Jesus, but most importantly, that we are first strengthening our journey with you. I pray that if there's anyone in here with negative thoughts, that you are just wiping those clean, that you are taking captive, that they're taking captive of their thoughts, that they are ready to focus solely on you, that they are just so busy running their race for you that they do not care about any negative things that are happening in their lives, that if something negative happens, they're just saying, God, how can you use this? How can you use this in my life to strengthen my journey with you? We just love you so much, God. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you. We thank you for the opportunity to share your love with people. And we thank you that one day, if we put our hope and trust and faith in Jesus Christ, that we will be in an eternity with you. We just love you. Again, we just thank you for all your many blessings. And I pray that we take captive of our thoughts and focus on spiritual things. In your name we pray.